0: It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics!
1: Welcome to episode 487 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week is another great doubleheader featuring the return of some favorites here at the podcast. First up is Jonathan Hedrick from Freak Show Princess Incapable. He has a Kickstarter going on right now for Quicksand Number 1, which is described as the first issue of a new and exciting 22-page full-color sci-fi horror comic book miniseries. We talk about this book and how it compares to his previous comics, as well as what he has in mind for future offerings. Be sure to support this Kickstarter after you listen to this episode. Then everything wraps up with the return of Sam Johnson, who has a Kickstarter going on right now for Geek Girl Jump On TPB, trade paperback of course, which you can also support. We get a great update on his successful franchise, including what we might expect from Ruby K. Summer, and the rest of the gang in the near future. Again, be sure to support this project as soon as you get done listening to this episode. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. It's always a pleasure to talk with Jonathan Hedrick, creator of such wonderful things as Capable and now has a new Kickstarter for a book called Quicksand, which is very intriguing. How are you doing, Jonathan? Good. Uh, thanks for having me back on, Wayne. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk with you. I, I, I think that uh, you're still on the rise, and I think your name is going to be uh, better known even by more and more people as we go forward, because I think you're doing some great writing. So awesome. Thank you. Some- Thank you for saying that. Now, let's talk about Capable, because I saw on the Kickstarter there were some pages from, uh, I think it's Capable 4.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, teasing Capable 4 now. Uh, That is almost done, just need about uh, half of it uh, colored, and then uh, I'll be ready to launch that. And probably on Kickstarter in about a month and a half, uh, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that one's ready to go pretty soon. How's the reception doing for that because i you know I really like it, but I understand some folks are not necessarily as big fans as I might be
2: yeah, I think the i've I've heard mostly positive things the only I don't even want to call it negative, but the only thing that's maybe keeping people away from it is its attachment to the superhero genre, mm-hmm. which um you know I can appreciate a lot of people being burnt down on with that area of comic books but it is a different take on the superhero genre tropes. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I I, I haven't heard uh, too
1: many complaints about it. Okay, so for people who don't know, talk about what Capable is about.
2: Yeah, Capable is about where one day um, handicapped people around the world start to gain superpowers that are opposite of what their disability was. Um, for example, the main character, Derek Davidson, was in a wheelchair without use of his legs, and he wakes up one day and he's a speedster. Uh, and he also has gained a little bit more strength and agility as well. Um, so we, the series focuses on him and how he's adapting to a world, a world where people are gaining these superpowers but aren't necessarily doing Um, the right thing with them. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun to write and and explore that kind of what if concept. Mm
1: -hmm. Because I like it. I I really do enjoy the whole concept of somebody swinging the other direction. Let's say that you're not necessarily the best at something, you know, there's a, a physically something that that's preventing you from functioning. Like say most of the other people do. And suddenly you swing the other way and you're ahead of them. Right. That, that's such an interesting concept to me because psychologically, that's got to be something interesting to deal with.
2: Absolutely, and that's what I really wanted to explore with Capable is just that—you know—one day you're uh, on, on one end, and the other day you're on—it's like a quantum leap change in your life. So it, it's really, really fun to to write that series.
1: There was—I don't know if this is—that this might have been in three. You told me we were at a signing at uh, Kingdom of Comics, I think it is, right? and you turned and said something to me that really fascinated me. And I don't know if this is public or not. Maybe if it isn't, we'll we'll, we'll cut this (laughs) out. But you talked to me about the fact that he tries out for the the, uh, track team. Yes. But even he couldn't do it before because of of disability. But he, again, can't go on the track team, but this time because he's overqualified. Correct. Yeah, that was
2: an issue three. Um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's the trials and tribulations of um, th- this character. You know, he uh, wanted to be involved in athletics and because of his uh, disability, he was able to be the manager of the track team, which is kinda of, mm-hmm. almost like uh, honorable mention, if you will. Now he's super powered and he can run fast and the coach still won't let him be on the team because one, it's obvious he's going to win every race. Mm -hmm. Uh, And two, who knows if he might hurt someone, you know, he's still learning these powers himself. So it it really shows that these newfound powers aren't going to make his life necessarily better right away.
1: And it's not going to write anything that are perceived wrongs yes yep just i i love the whole thing about it i just think it's a very smart think, the, the way the characters interact with it the first issue is a big loss for mm. the main character which i found really really interesting because you know on, i know this is this is probably not the thing to say but on some levels it's when you are uh, uh, let's say using a wheelchair and stuff mm-hmm. there are things about it that might make you less in danger right shall we say because if you're running and fall and stuff like that not right. that you can't fall in a, in a wheelchair or something but if you are in a wheelchair might stabilize you a little more on some levels and and, and look i am not i don't uh, completely understand it i'll talk about my perception of it of course and so for me to see the way that you have treated the character and how he's responded to it mm-hmm. and other people and other people of course have different powers they're not all uh speedsters exactly and to see them all do different things differently and and adjust to this something that just, I find that so fascinating. I like the what-if stories. Those always... Me too. Me. I like that so much. Yeah. I, well, before we started recording, I mentioned to you, I thought one of the things we should talk about a little bit are speedsters. Mm-hmm. Because speedsters, to me, you know, I, I, I remember reading where Batman in Frank Miller's uh, like a future Dark Knight story yeah. where he thought that Plastic Man was actually the most dangerous person on the planet where i disagree with that i one of the things that was going on in that same story the flash was being used as a power source Mm -hmm. which i found really interesting but if you're fast enough and, and you can not only can you move but you can perceive things at a different speed that to me, is a dangerous thing, and so I, the character, incapable. I, I, you know, he's still learning all this stuff. But I see, every once in a while, that possibility of how he handles things and does things that could be a little dangerous.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, if someone with a
1: with less morals, if you
2: will, could definitely use a power like that uh, for a lot worse than what you know Derek is doing. You know, he, Derek is going into this, like, I I want to be a hero. I, I'm a good person. I'm, I'm, I want to try to save every single cat from every tree and put on every fire. But, um, you know, someone that doesn't have that type of ethics and that has a darker mindset could go to a lot of disturbing places
1: and do a lot of nasty stuff absolutely yeah if, you know one of the uh guys i was in a comic store one time and, and a guy who thought that superman was too powerful mm-hmm. had developed a character that had the claws of wolverine and the speed of the flash
2: <laughs>
1: he could cut you to bits before yeah. you even knew it yeah yep and i and i turned to him and i said and you think superman's too powerful right yeah uh yeah well i think that's kind of cool you can do those <laughs> things well yeah, I suppose <laughs> as long as as, young as you're the guy doing it I'm sure that's a, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What think. But see that's the thing with capable it it's interesting to see somebody who you know hasn't dealt with it for long mm-hmm. and how he's looking at it and and seeing the kinds of things I mean he sees the opportunity for doing bad things to good people. Yeah. And it's something to see him growth. I think that that's something that we can all relate to. And that's one of the things I love about the book is to see how he does that and what kinds of uh, opportunities he chooses not to take.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you saying that because in, when, in each issue, I'm trying to work in a different level of what's considered a disability or handicap um, and going in a direction where, someone may not have thought of that. Um, like uh, issue two, um, the bad guy per se, you know, was an amputee and now he has a, a, a super powered arm and he's, you know, he's robbing the bank, but he's robbing a, a bank because he feels like he's entitled to money that he wasn't given due to his amputation. Mm. Um, then issue three, there's someone that had, it was visually impaired and, uh it just the possibilities with the series is really endless, in my opinion. And um, you know, I, I'm just having a, a great time you know, going into the different directions that I have with it.
1: I, I really enjoy the what you're doing with the characters. I enjoy the the opportunity to see these people, and because it's they're very realistic. The the thing I really enjoy about it they are not. They're not doing things or making choices that not that all of us would make, but they're making ones that, that some of us would make. Right. And I like that. I, yeah. I, I want to see the the possibilities. I want to see what they might do. And so on <laughs> and, and that, this is issue four. Do you know how many issues of capable you're thinking of making?
2: I, I'm uh, have a target of seven issues um, okay. I think I can wrap up at least the first volume first arc with seven issues and then once I you know get that to that point I'll, I'll, I'll see you know where I want to take it from there but definitely want to do seven I think that's a, a good size uh, trade it's a good collection of you know exploring this this entire world and mm-hmm. then seeing what happens after that
1: well, I hope it's going to be around for a long time because it is quite an enjoyable read. Thank you. Thank uh, I just, I, gosh, I want to see more. I, I, <laughs> I hope seven isn't all that there's going to be. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I hope not either. Yeah. That's good fun. It's just so well done. I think the art is really great on it, too. You know, you put together a good team, I think, to to make this book.
2: Yeah, I've been really fortunate with uh, the artist uh, Gino Casmianto. He's he's from Indonesia, and he loves this story um, uh, more more than I do. I, I think you know he he gets the script, and, and he's just so excited about where it's going. And he tries to guess about what's gonna happen in the next issue after that. <laughs> it, it, it's as a writer when you're working with an artist like that, you want them to be just as excited as you are about the project
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and he really is. And he, he drives me to want to do the book you know, more, you know, uh, to set my game up and, uh, and, not, and not just pump out you know, another superhero book, but to make it worth its while. Mm-hmm.
1: It's great. I mean, I just enjoy it. I think it's, ah, I think when the right people discover this book, I think it's going to go really far. Thank you. Thanks for saying that, Wayne. Terrific. It's just a wonderful book. But all right, let's get to the big big stuff, as they like to say. Um, Quicksand. Yes. Describe what Quicksand is about. So
2: Quicksand is what I like to call a a grounded sci-fi horror book. Um, It's uh, intended to be a a five-issue miniseries. And the elevator pitch um, is a – hole opens in the desert near the pyramids in egypt and these really horrible creatures come pouring out of it and attack a nearby city and uh, as quickly as they come they retreat back into the hole in the ground and the world's like what was that (laughs) what just happened and the leaders around the globe um unite and say we got to figure out what that was in case it ever happens again um, they, uh, assemble this team of experts and send them down into the hole and those people never come back. And that's where I leave the synopsis or the pitch at, because I like to, uh, cause a series is going to explore what happens after those people don't come back. What's the, what's the next plan? What's plan B? Cause you know, you can't just leave that unattended when, when the world experiences such a tragic event like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's uh, on, on Kickstarter right now. Um, it's funded and, and has a, a few days left. So if people want to get on it, you know, now's the time.
1: When's the, the, the conclusion?
2: Uh, Friday, uh, Friday, 9 PM Eastern the
1: 28th. So not far away. So get on board. Even though you've uh, uh, met your goal, mm-hmm. it's time to get to the stretch goals and make good things happen there. Yeah. The, the, the more you get beyond it, the, <laughs> the more you can do with it. Absolutely. And i have really um, kind of patting myself
2: on the back here. I've I planned out some really exciting stretch goals. So I'm really eager to get to those points because I, I have stockpiled goodies to throw in with everyone's pledge. And I, I, I'd i hate to have them just sit here in, in my home, uh, not going to use. So, yeah. Um, uh, this is probably one of the most planned out uh, Kickstarters I've ever done before. Mm-hmm. I, I really took it all my prior experiences and the other campaigns I've run and what I've seen other people do and uh, put you know the best foot forward to give people something that they can
1: really enjoy and feel like they got their money's worth out of. That's cool. Cause I, I backed it already. I'm, I'm on the $25. Awesome. I was in the day one sale above and below covers. I got, nice. Yeah. Which I Thank you. To get. So I always, I always like to do that. I actually recently got to be the first one on a, kickstarter which i I try to do yeah and uh, nathan luth let me know you were the first i went oh yes i try (laughs) so many times i try but sometimes i just don't ever seem to make it i finally got it That was the first one i think i've been able to do
2: that once and it was on a a friend's campaign so i was i was really glad to have that uh
1: accolade (laughs) yeah i didn't do it with yours though That was the, the i didn't find out about it in time and i went oh rats but i said well at least i'll get the $25 $25 first day level, but, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, that's still worked out
1: and I appreciate it. That's really good. Now, a couple of things I got to talk about in the mm-hmm. design and other areas. I love the, the logo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's called, it's quicksand, which is mm-hmm. of course one word, but the interesting thing about the way the logo is designed, the word quick is up. And then when you get to sand, it's like, it starts to sink. Yes. So, uh, like.
2: I have to uh, give all the credit to my uh, letterer Christian Dokolomansky, um, who I commissioned to make that uh, that logo, and he did a fantastic job. i worked with Christian on other projects. Um, he's super reliable, super professional. Had to have him on this project, and um, you know, he he sent me probably thirty different logos for me to choose from, but that one, uh, I. He, he knocked that one out of the park. It's just, it's amazing. That that belongs on t-shirts. You know, it, it's such a clever design. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really didn't give him much to go off of. I was like, yeah, just make sure quicksand
1: is in the logo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, another thing that I got is the name of the group. Yes. That's working. It's called Canary One. Right. Yeah. Is, is, is it called Canary One for the reason I think it is?
2: Uh, the canary as in like those, uh, in mines where they would send the canary. Yeah. So I'm going to humbly pat myself on the back again. (laughs) Um, uh, so the, the mission patch goes back to my, um, history living in, um, Brevard County, which is near, uh, the space center. Mm. I grew up with all watching all the shuttle launches and I've always been a fan of the mission patches. I actually have, um, this denim vest with a bunch of different, you know, like the Apollo missions and so forth, mm-hmm. um, embroidered uh, and sewn on to the, um, the vest. So I was like, D- how cool would it be if we did create a mission patch for this team that went into that hole in the ground, just like they were astronauts, but in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I sent that out to Christian and he gave me some um samples and we landed on this one and i was like what we gonna do what are we gonna do about the astronauts names or the you know the reverse astronauts if you will Mm -hmm. and i I was thinking about do i do i really want to name these people they're given last names and commit to it but um you know i I, in a very selfish way i was like i I want my name on the patch (laughs) (laughs) so I, i put the creative team on the patch with you know the 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 motto and in the ring around it, it says um, summon humanity in several different languages to show the, you know, how the, this was a global effort to put this team together and send them um, into that hole to figure out what was, you know, caused that event. So yeah. I like research, explore, discover. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I looked at a ton of the mission patches, I'd made sure I didn't copy anything um, that another, another uh, actual mission, you know, into space had, but I uh, also wanted to kind of make it
1: uh, honor that as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, it, it's really cool! Thank Very you. Well done. Yeah. The, the whole thing, I just the, the concept from beginning to end is just terrific. I just, yeah. I, I just, and of course. One of the things that I love about your writing are these strong female characters. Thank you. And there's a, the, the, the above cover mm-hmm. features a female with a gun. Yes. That I really like. Now who is that character?
2: So uh, that character's name is Stephanie noon, and she is the wife of one of the explorers that were lost in Canary one. So we focus on Stephanie during this series and her wanting to figure out why her husband never returned. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that uh, above cover or the main cover um, that's was done by uh, Deborah Lancinese. She's the artist that the interior artist and man, uh, I I love that cover so much Um, that she, I I told her briefly what what I was looking for and she gave this back to me and, and and I loved it. Yeah. It's um, a very strong, female character and i i just like writing those type of you know characters it, i think they're they're so much fun
1: well i as i always like to say and i, I say this often on this podcast i uh, i understand male characters i've been reading them mm-hmm. in comics literally for decades but it's, it's just my life experience has not been to i i just haven't gotten the chance to explore the female psyche the way that I would like. Of course, yeah. And for me, to to read characters like this is always great fun because I learn so much. Mm-hmm. I kind of go, okay, that's what a female character might do in that <laughs> circumstance. Right. So I like that. I, I enjoy that because, you know, as, as I always like to say in comics, men can be scoundrels, men can be scientists, men can be... Mm-hmm everything in the world, but women have always just been damsels in distress. And I've always found that really unsatisfying. Yeah. So to see these kinds of characters like you're doing, it's just so satisfying to me. I just, gosh, I enjoy reading that so much. Thank you.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it keeps things interesting. Um, And and with the main character being, you know, a strong female, um, I, I brought in Deborah intentionally because, you know, she's the, a very powerful, strong, um, female artist. And she kind of, that's almost like the check and balance for me. You know, um, she's had her ideas too on adjusting certain panels and the art direction. Um, and, and I can really appreciate that. I think it makes the story better.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, I, I get a kick, and I, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but the, on the above cover, we see her you know, trying to find out what happened to her husband. Mm-hmm. If she saw the below cover, <laughs> she might get a clue. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I came up with the
2: idea, I really wanted kind of connecting covers. And we see a lot connecting covers on, in the mainstream comic books, the big two comic books, where they connect left and right. I've only seen a few that connect top and bottom. Mm. And this is a great story to capitalize on that. And I also like the, you know, they usually say cover A and cover B. So this is the cover A above and cover B low. Uh, (laughs) um, Just another um, thing that I I popped in my head while planning out this project. And I I just think it's kind of neat. And, you know, you got to offer these different Collectability type uh, things for 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 the
1: fans. Hmm. No, I, I, I the the thing about the, the above cover that gets me is it it's a little it takes a little of my breath away because I can just feel the heat.
2: Yeah,
1: in it it's just so oh it's gonna You're be right. something. that the thing about the below cover that gets me mm-hmm. is the. Um, well, let's just say that they're, they're inside the book. There are a lot of scorpions, apparently mm-hmm. scorpion-like creatures, yeah. and we get to see a, a little bit of how they're different on the below cover, right?
0: There's yeah, some things
1: that that's not necessarily a scorpion after all, right? Yeah, it's like a tease
2: to uh, seeing what these you know creatures, how, where they're coming from, how they look, um, and, and you know what's in store. Uh, throughout the series yeah. now how many issues are going to be in quicksand i have five planned I'm targeting for five
1: okay so so that'll be a good number to have with that now yeah. you're going to self-publish these
2: yes yeah i'm gonna uh, um, you know get it all nice and tight um before i you know do any pitches to any publishers
1: okay oh, i see you're doing the uh if, if i'm if i Right, the, the that writer's variant cover that I enjoy <laughs> so much. You're doing that again for this book.
2: Yeah, I think that was a lot of fun. I did that for uh, another book, Freak Show Night, and uh, it it a lot of people are like, "That's pretty cool." That's pretty cool. And I I so far seen one mainstream book that's done something similar. They kind of mm. did like a a screenshot of their uh, Dropbox file, uh, so. I think it might be picking up and Christian, the letter on this book, he's the one that did the writer's variant on the other project. And I threw the idea at him again. I said, Hey, let's, let's do it again, but a little different. And uh, he came up with this where it looks like the script is kind of buried in the sand.
1: So that's a lot of fun. What I, I have to ask, of course, there's, there's some handwritten stuff on there. <laughs> right. Who's writing that? Well, that's Christian. Yeah. Oh, it is Christian. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, he, good.
2: What he does is he prints out the, he types it up, he prints it out, you know, uh, uh, destroys it, if you will, and then scans it again and then adds, you know, more to it in Photoshop. So Mm -hmm. he he thinks of some things that I would not have thought of. He's very clever and good at what he does.
1: Wow. It really is cool. I just, I, I have, you're right. I have not seen that. Other places, and so for me, because you know, I mean, as as we just talked about this before, and the fact that you know, blank covers are there so that the artists can draw on them and stuff like that. And right. if you're a writer, you really can't put much on a cover. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Although there's a, a one guy that I, I talk to often on this on the podcast, Frank Martin. He was talking about writing. Short stories and stuff like that. Oh yeah! I thought that was a nice thing to do. That's a kind of I don't know how you're going to fit that all in the cover, but you know, it's it's something to consider anyway. Something like that. Definitely, that's a good idea. There's a cover too that intrigues me. Mm -hmm. It shows the the lead female, and she's playing a video game called Quicksand.
2: Yeah, uh, I call that the arcade cover. So you know, it's a the story has a lot of dark. You know, it's got this dark scary feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. And I came across the, this cover artist um, who goes by their social media handle uh, hero draws mm-hmm. and they have this um, uh, anime type style, um, if you will uh, to it. And I just thought that would be unique. I always like to try different things out, work with different artists and, and, so I approached them to to do this,
1: and they thought it'd be a lot of fun, and I, you know, so did I. It's great. I enjoy them because I uh, above one's still my favorite of the yeah, whole bunch. So that's it's, a just cool one. Be, it's just great stuff. I, I just there are so many things in here, so many different. Uh, uh why don't you pick out uh, cuz you you've decided all the different levels and stuff like that mm-hmm. in here what are the ones you'd like people to know about the uh, the different levels that you've chosen that that people would should should know
2: one of the ones that uh, is my favorite is the retailer pledge um it's specifically because I'm a huge supporter of the brick and mortar local comic shops mm-hmm. and I wanted to, I always offer a retailer pledge and I tried to price it where it will make a retailer get their money back. At least, you know, get their money back. Um, if not, maybe make some more money off of it with, the, this is the cheapest retailer pledge I've ever had on in any of my campaigns that gets you the most comic books. And for the first time I offered a cover that's only available to this retailer pledge, meaning that only, Comic book shops will get this cover. It's not offered in any other pledges, so that makes it very unique for these local comic shops who are put their you know money forward, trusted into this campaign. So they're getting five copies of this one cover that they could price at however they want to, and maybe that'll drive some other people who backed one pledge for this Kickstarter to want to seek out that comic book shop to get this one as well cool
1: yeah well, it's good because anything that supports the shops i think at this point is it oh yeah definitely i think it's boy where will we be without them sometimes i i think you know <laughs> i look at it and i gotta go like my gosh if i couldn't get to the comic store if i had to wait for them to come to yeah. the mail, especially these days yeah when the mail is just a wreck
2: it's not the same it's not, uh getting comic books in the mail is as a last resort for me, I'd much rather walk into the store, you know, talk to the owners, talk to the people in there that are shopping and just, you know, you, you get like the buzz in, in the air from uh, what, you know, what's on, like the word on the street of what's going on. Comic book uh, mm-hmm. industry at the time, you
1: can't get that as much shopping online. I, I the guy that's in charge of Boom Studios wrote an article one time where he talked about the fact that like uh, a, a comic shop is like a third home
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know, your first home is where you live you know where you sleep at night second home is like where you work mm-hmm. and those are people you're that's where you earn your, your living and stuff like that but when it comes to your passions if you're a comic book fan the place that is your third home is a comic book shop right and I just I thought that was so insightful. I've never, you know, I've always felt that, but I didn't realize that's what I felt. So I just, I thought that was it's one of those columns I read and I go, wow! I gotta make sure I have a copy of that because that's just good stuff.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. You know, a lot of us that have been comic book readers and collectors most of our lives can can probably relate to that and being thinking that that comic shop as our sanctuary, you know. If, if you will, because it was one place where people understood that passion and, and, you know, that hobby
1: more than any place else. Mm-hmm. And how many friends have I made at comic shops? Oh, I, yeah, probably. Yeah. Know, I, I stood in one comic shop and I was there and the, the black costume of Spider-Man just came mm-hmm. out. And I'm standing there looking at the cover and I went, oh, no. And the guy next to me goes, yeah, isn't that terrible? <laughs> and we spent the next three hours talking. Right? The, yeah. the store closed and we we're sitting out in this car talking about Spider-Man and costumes and all that kind of stuff. And that was all because I sat there. I stood there and said, you know, I just made an offhand comment mm-hmm. about that. But it's just, see, that's what comic shops are, are all about. It's just yeah. it's so many wonderful things you discover. Yeah. So I like to go to several of them. I like to go, like, you we mentioned the one, Kingdom of Comics, which is a really good one. Right. But you did a, I, w- I was noticing on, on Facebook, you did a signing at another uh, store that's uh, in that area. Uh, yeah. Is
2: that, um, 9.9 Comics is also in Melbourne, Florida, my hometown. And, and they've been great supporters um, from the get-go. I, I remember when my very first comic book was still in production and going in there and showing Matt, the store owner, like the, the uh, pages I was getting back from the artist, you know, that's the, and he's like, I'm, I'm, he told me before he even saw the finished product, he's like, I'm carrying that book in my, in my store. Mm-hmm. You know, that when you have that much faith from coming from these uh, retailers who are small business owners that are putting, you know, their lives on the line, to, you know, feed their family in this weird, uh, often um, you know, misunderstood uh, genre of storytelling. You know, it, it goes a long way to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're they're putting their reputation on the line, yeah, by doing that. So it's just it's just a great thing. But it's just, you know, stores are just wonderfully funny places (laughs) i'll tell one more story and i'll I'll, we'll leave this behind (laughs) there was a guy i used to go to a store every wednesday when the new books will be out he always carried a chair with him oh and that was because when he got to the store they were going to talk and he needed the chair to sit down on (laughs) smart he was there that long. He was going to be there a long time talking, and so he needed a chair. So he brought his own. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, he knew what he, what he was getting into. That's yeah, good.
1: Pretty smart. So I, I always get a kick out of little experiences mm-hmm. like that and stuff. Now you mentioned some stuff, you, 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 the freak show franchise and stuff. Mm-hmm. How's that going?
2: Oh, uh, pretty pretty good. Um, you know, the freak show night came out and through. Um, th- you know, the main distribution in April with, um, you know, it was received very well. And, uh, yeah, it was hard for me to find copies of it to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, I was looking in stores cause I hadn't received my comps yet. And i was like, oh, I just want to, you know, get my hands on, uh, a physical copy of it. And yeah. So I'm, I'm working hard to get the next one shot in that universe. Um, you know, uh, in the works so oh. it's, it's a lot of fun making those zombie comics
1: well, if you want to buy an interesting read buy something with your name on it oh,
2: thank you yeah, such good that. and
1: interesting stuff so many it never goes where i expect thank you one, one thing yeah
2: love. i like to keep them
1: keep them guessing <laughs> well because you know because i've been reading for a long time and so for me to get a book that I don't know what's going to happen, like with capable and, and, yeah. and with these, I just think that I uh, quicksand, I'm really looking forward to it. I just think that's good. Thank you. So
2: I fun. hope it doesn't let you down, Wayne.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you haven't let me down yet. So I'm I'm <laughs> thinking that's going to be good. Talk about other books that you're working on. Cause I, I know you, you've got lots of good things in the works. Talk about other stuff that's going on with you.
2: Yeah. So, um, another project of mine, a uh, recount that's, uh, Uh, That just wrapped up the first arc of that, and um, I've done a few uh, anthologies. I was part of uh, an anthology called Cthulhu Invades Oz. Mm -hmm. Um, That's uh, out there for people to get. Uh, I I did a cool story about Tin Man. Mm -hmm. Then um, I was a part of another anthology called Tales from Kara Prime with my buddy artist Ryan silverbacks. Mm -hmm. I got to write a a five pager with one of the characters he had already created, which is always a new fun, new challenge to, um, to do something with someone else's character that already has an origin story, kind of like Tin man as well to try to be faithful to those mythos. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a project in the works. That's a horror Christmas story. That's gonna what? be coming. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's coming down the road. I, I've been seeing pages um, coming back from my artist with that, and it's this um, very gut-punching uh, dystopian
1: Christmas story. That's. It's not Krampus, is it? Nope,
2: not Krampus. No. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> cuz I like Krampus. I I get it. I read some interesting Krampus stories and I people s- try to make him into the the the, the anti-claus, I like to call yeah, it. yeah. But this you got you got something else in mind. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's a little different take on uh it it's um the the anthology that that it's a part of is telling like the uh the Christmas carol a little bit twisted version of mm. that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so this is going to be out before Christmas, right?
2: Yeah, I believe the project manager um wants to get the campaign the Kickstarter campaign going around September so that people can have the product in hand by Christmas.
1: Yes. This, you know, I I always tell the story about the Grant Morrison Klaus book. Oh yeah. Yeah. It came out the first issue I think came out in December, right around Christmas. Mm-hmm. But the the, the next Five issues after that, I think it wrapped up in May. And I remember going – I was buying it in May thinking yeah. you're probably the only one in the world that wants to buy a Christmas book in the middle of May. Right. So after that, he didn't do that anymore, thankfully. But uh, yeah. I, I always with people, if you got a Halloween book, do not sell it after Halloween. Right. Whatever you
2: do. You so, really have to plan your marketing uh, well in advance for those so seasonal type books.
1: And your production. Yeah, Oh man, you've got Definitely. to make sure it's done for sure. You know, whatever it takes. I mean, if you, unfortunately, if you got to spend a lot of money, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. So, okay. Any other things that you're working on that we should be aware of?
2: Uh I think that just about does it. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm missing something, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I like to stay busy. Um, you know, I, I'm probably stretching myself thin, but I, I enjoy it. It's a labor of love.
1: Well, that's the thing. I, it be comics creators. Uh, you know, they, they love what they're doing and I love what they're making. And the best thing in the world is when you give it to somebody and they enjoy it. I yeah. think that's, that's something special. All right. So quicksand is going to, let's see, tell us again when this is going to conclude. Uh, Friday, um, May 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So you've already met the goal. So now the good stretch goals are coming. Yep. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. So be sure to, if you go and look for quicksand, it's all one word, even though the logo looks like it's two, (laughs) it's all one word. And you want to make sure you get signed up for this because I think that's going to, this is one of those books. I think that's going to be worth keeping for a long, long time. Thank you. So that's going to be good stuff. So, well, Jonathan, I can tell you is I really enjoy your writing. And like I said, you haven't let me down. And I don't expect you will anytime soon when it comes to reading. I just looking forward to capable. Yes. more of that and other good stuff that, that I've read all kind of good things all all interesting stories with really interesting twists and turns and it's so, to, to keep uh, an experienced reader like me guessing so I just all I can tell you is keep it up and man I I, I am dying to read Quicksand in particular it's going to be great
2: thank you yeah I'll, I'll keep putting them out if you keep on reading them
1: <laughs> okay, sounds good <laughs> people need It's time to check in with Sam Johnson from Geek Girl. And I always like to point out it's Geek Hyphen Girl. And you've got a Kickstarter going on, Sam. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Right? How are you?
1: Good. And I'm interested to find out, uh, let's see, as we're recording the your Kickstarter, you are 90% there and with 94 backers. And I'm sure by the time this posts, you'll have many more and you'll be into your stretch goals and good things like that. People get on me because I don't say this actually it says 91 percent now, so you've gone up a percent. Okay. Uh, they always fuss at me, I don't do this soon enough. The Kickstarter is going to conclude on Monday, May 31st, at 10:46 a.m. Eastern Daylight time. Of course, here in the States, that's Memorial Day. That's always a good time to do that, so people can jump on, on a holiday. But for you guys, it's just a regular work day, but uh, so uh, how are things going with Geek Girl?
0: Really good. Uh, really pleased, really pleased with other things are going to go and say. For those that are uninitiated, Geek Girl is Ruby K, a hot popular college chick, landed a pair of super tech glasses, gave a flight and super strength powers initially, not used to these. It resulted in her being klutzy, not used to the super strength, knocking drinks over cool kid friends, alienating them. Uh, but her best friend Summer Stuck by her, kind of pushed her Into becoming a superhero I came up with the name Geek Girl jokingly Following that klutzy Actions Ruby Has grown From It Girl To a proper superhero And is now Been off in the position Of fronting a super team And that's kind of Where
1: we come in With this Kickstarter Okay These are issues Eight and nine That, that you're Getting right
0: Yeah Eight and nine Are the new ones But there's also The new trade paperback Tim Geek Girl which collects, as well as eight and nine, five to seven, uh, which begin the whole new super team direction. So that basically the trade gives you all of the, the new direction so far.
1: Hmm. Should be good. Now you can get the initial one, right? Initial trade with the first one through four, and then you can get that the second trade.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, all, it's all on there. Um, anything that isn't available as a main reward now, Kickstarter do add-ons. You can you can get as an add-on. So uh, this is yeah. As I say, the new trade collects five to nine of the ongoing. Proceeding that, we've obviously got 1 to 4, and then there was a 1 to 4 mini-series. So Volumes 1 and 2, the Team Geek goes all 3. Uh, all available as add-ons. So if you back Vol 3, you'll be able to select to add 1 and 2 and, and anything else you want
1: to the rubble. Right, right. Now, you were telling me that by this Post, there'll be three new um, uh, things you can get on the Kickstarter? Yes,
0: yeah, so... Um, excited about these um some new stuff just coming out these are all limited rewards uh one of which will be going up at some point during the day this goes out so may or may not be up there yet uh when you listen mm-hmm. to it but the first one and i won't reveal what that is yet but the first one is uh Kumaki, who's a, a rising star fantastic cover artist Uh, did the cover for issue 5 which is the jump on beginning of of Geek Goals New Direction from the super team uh, beautiful artist and just added uh, we've got uh, five limited rewards uh, or five of these available, which is uh, some beautiful kumanaki prints, uh, kind of like a cosplay thing going on with like a, a, Bob, a Boba Fett, but it's like, it's going to sun as Boba Fett, I think, uh, I, I presume it's because that's what she looks like, uh, as well as Wonder Woman and uh, Underworld, these are really, really beautiful prints, and uh, they come. So you get the Geek Girl Five Deluxe Edition plus these. So that's really nice. Uh, and then Carpentini Voodoo Junkie Hit Woman, the uh, the ex, hocus uh, <laughs> junkie turns spirit, uh, supernatural gun for hire. a collector's pack with her stuff coming up. Uh, in, well, w- will be up as the time of you listening to this uh, she's a great fun character to write and is going to play a huge part in this in this arc uh, which will actually lead into her mini series as well and uh, yeah really over the top character that I really enjoy writing and some great um, covers uh, Carlos Villas did the uh, limited Carbra variant for issue nine, which is uh, beautiful again, uh, and there's there's other Carbra goodies in that pack. And then, as I say, the third one may or may not be up yet as you listen to this, but uh, look out for it. If not,
1: mm-hmm. now is, is the Carbricina mini series going to be under Marcosia as well?
0: Uh, haven't got that far yet. Basically, mm-hmm. most of it's been in the can. For quite some time, but I wanted to introduce her to Geek Girl uh, first, and this what happens in this will lead directly into it. So basically, as it stands, I'm concentrating on this Kickstarter. I've just because uh, there's still a few pages, although most of it's done, a few pages to do. I've just tapped uh, one of the original artists that did uh, some of the strips for Carver back in the day to uh, to see if he can do the rest of these. So. All in the works that, but we'll be, uh, we'll be kickstarting later this year. So whether that's more cosier, exactly what format takes, we'll, we'll see uh, nearer that time.
1: Okay. Now, we should mention the website for all these good things. You can you can look if, if the Kickstarter is not going on. It's geekgirlcomics.com. You're on Facebook and I think on Twitter as well. So there's all kinds of good ways to, to keep up with these good things.
0: Yeah, it's but, Instagram uh, as well, Sam Johnson Comics will get you yeah that.
1: that's good that's all kinds of good ways to keep up with that now, these days to, <laughs> uh, social media is a good thing to be up on so now you sent to me and, and it's also available on the the Kickstarter page uh, uh, like a preview of what's coming in these books mm-hmm. And do you want to talk a little bit about what's in there before I ask a couple of questions? Because I got a question or two.
0: So, yeah, I mean, there's been some big things going on in the new issues. Firstly, the, the basically the setup with this super team is is Geek Girl uh, and a bunch of other heroes have been brought together by this Johnny Carlisle character who was a slightly shady character who is now seemingly turning over a new leaf. But this HQ uh, they're put in. There's, there's some weird things going on in that. Uh, some of which gets revealed. There's a there's a preview uh, in one of the updates on the Kickstarter. I think the third update uh, we can check that out. And then we've got Carbricini, Voodoo Junkie, Hit Woman, who, who seals a deal that's going to have a huge impact on this team. And on top of that, we've got potential arch nemesis, Mean Girl, the totally Lake Valley girl, who. Like really wants to be arch frenemies or enemies, however she'd like to put it with Geek Girl because like Geek Girl and Mean Girl, like how has this not happened so far?
1: Yep, it's, it's, she's she's nasty to, and not in the good
0: nah, way. Nah, she's she's not called Mean Girl for nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the preview, you know, well, it's one of the things that's interesting is that uh, Ruby is talking to Mariella. Uh, and talking like a real girl, you know, she's the, the two of them are having a, a regular conversation, which always get a kick when a superhero can actually go shopping and have a conversation yeah. with somebody about that. And the conversation is kind of fun. To <laughs> the Mary goes out on a date with somebody who looks like Chris Pratt. Yeah. She says, yeah. and and unfortunately, when somebody looks like Chris Pratt, they often look that way for a reason.
0: Yeah, and don't necessarily we have what we know and love about Chris Pratt about them.
1: Nah. So the, anyway, he's very focused on himself, and she doesn't quite go for that. But uh, so it's, it's interesting. Now, why don't you tell people who Mariella is before we get uh, go too far?
0: So back in the original uh, miniseries, uh, basically, Ruby got involved with Mariella. She, her ex-boyfriend was kind of threatening her, and, and Geek Girl, having only just become a Geek Girl, stepped in. But then there was like something going on behind that which uh, involving a character called Mr. Mashup who can uh, sort of transform himself into, well, a vessel inside of him into clones of people and mess with their heads. Uh, so that was the, the introduction to them and they have become friends. And so Ruby is kind of, you know, well, the, the mean girl, Click that she was friends with became alien, and now they kind of want to get back in with her because now she's a bona fide sleeper, and they're taking this whole thing seriously. But she kind of Ruby has grown, and she kind of sees who her true friends are, which which are Mariella and and of course her BFF Summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Now something that really interesting that takes place is you know the two of them have a conversation, and they literally walk right by Mean Girl. Which I found interesting, I mean that that's she's she's list these two are having a conversation a boyfriend and girlfriend looks like i I think, and mm-hmm. he's asking what she thinks of a shirt, and she butts in and says, "Can I say something now knowing that she's mean girl, she says to him, You look super buff in that's- that." Now of course that means he doesn't.
0: (laughs) Oh no, she does. uh, but she's saying uh, in front of the guy's girlfriend, which is appreciated by her.
1: And so that's the says
0: something about the lines of Did you choose this or did your girlfriend? And he was like, I chose it and she's like, Yeah, I thought so.
1: Oh boy! That's, and boy, is she mad?
0: Yes, yeah, my
1: is not happy.
0: But this is yeah, yeah. Mean girl is is all about uh, all about that kind of jazz, and she's also got a super tech phone that can you can blast people's eyes and make them see uh like rainbows come out of it and then makes them hallucinate being attacked by unicorns while being uh while listening to a a justin Bieber and ariana grande
1: mashup uh unicorns coming in there with the weirdness Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she says that she's fought pitbull mr marvelous man and captain vegan <laughs> has she i don't have we as she is that true
0: yeah i mean this is the first time we've seen her uh mm-hmm. but yeah she's like you know totally a supervillain uh so she, mm-hmm. she's been around and like as she says it's like how how she and giggle not met sooner she like you know wants them to be uh arch nemeses uh so yeah she's she's a a bona fide supervillain. and when when you get to see you know though this there's a a comedic thing going on with all her you know bitchy comments and so forth uh and like a valley speak you'll see that Mm -hmm. as the uh the issue that she's in unfolds she's a a proper threat Mm
1: -hmm. well being mean like that she uh <laughs> she goes around making life difficult for everybody around there. She just uh, you know, she the, when the uh, the guard chases after her when she walks out with all this stuff right off the rack.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, he gets you know blasted by the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I and the poor guy, you can see his eyes are panting, he's running around. In fact, it looks like two of them get zapped.
0: Yeah, I mean, she you know, one of them does and then another guy's coming after it following and she's like, you know, I'm totally giving you an opportunity to just walk away here, but no, so okay, you're going to get bashed by unicorn hallucinated unicorns as well. <laughs>
1: So they, they, they start to, to tussle, the two of them. Now, the one you sent me has a couple more pages than the one that's on there, and I don't want to spoil anything. But,
0: uh, well, the, I think the, the extra pages are the ones I'm on about where the, X, the, the HQ gets explored. So that is on there in the third update.
1: Yeah, that's the very beginning of the – it's a prologue yeah. to the stuff that's in there, which I have some questions about, and I don't know if we want to talk about that because it's not uh, available on the on the Kickstarter. Page. Well, no, so it's,
0: little... in, it's in the update. It's just not on the main page, so
1: you can – Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but what's going on there? I mean, <laughs> at the headquarters, I, I, there's a guy on the cover – with the geek girl, and he—it looks like he's the one that's walking into the, the the HQ.
0: Yeah. So this is this. So what happens in the art? Tyler is is one of her teammates. Uh, mm. When the gang come together, um, like plans kind to of change a bit because Johnny Carlisle's wife has just had a baby, so he needs mm. to take care of things and just take a breath from the getting the super team thing rolling. So when Geek Girl, Summer, and uh, other new teammate, the Minger, they go out to a fancy club. Uh, Tyler sticks around to explore this HQ and there's some, there's some, there's some stuff going on in that HQ. Uh, basically, what was supposed to happen was there was previous residents in there and um, Johnny's right-hand mag, Digger Mench, was supposed to do a sweep of the place and make sure everyone was cleared out before the, the new team came in but he got very, 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 very drunk with his shady pals uh, mm-hmm. and was too hung over to do it so it's turning up in the issue that we see Tyler exploring and Digger is going to, well he's on the carpet, Uh is mm-hmm. going to pitch up to do the job at daylight and as a result there are things in there that should have been gone
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I have questions about but I I, I think I'll spoil something if I
0: yeah, ask Yeah, I think there's that. only so far we can go
1: yeah <laughs> okay, so there's all kinds of good. That's the great thing about your your books is that there's always interesting things going on, and I've always now okay, I see that, but that makes me ask want to ask a question. So I, I but I don't dare because I don't want to spoil stuff because there's all kinds of good things that we want people to read yeah. and enjoy. So that's the good thing about it. So uh, the campaign is going to end uh, as I said on. Uh, may 31st at 10 46 in the morning how soon after that will the issues eight and nine be available
0: uh, every everything that's that's uh backed on there is going to ship in october so grander okay. uh the artist for, the artist formally i'm gonna I'm, at some point i will just be able to refer to him as Grand without Saying this because apparently people have been known for a, a long time. He prefers to be known by his surname Granda. So, the artist formerly known as Carlos Granda, now Granda, who has been with the book uh, since the mini series, doing a fantastic job. And his he's, uh, work is well underway on, on these two issues. I say that both, both some of each issue has got done, so they're going to be completed in October.
1: Okay, so that'll be good. So yeah, I I have to congratulate you. Know, not many comics actually get to keep the same artist for nine issues. I mean, that's in today that's a strange and wonderful occurrence. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I mean, it's, that's, it's more than nine because it's there's nine in the ongoing, and then there was a four issue mini before that. So no, it's great to have essentially the same creative team since we've had it from the start. There were one, there was a couple of issues where there was someone else. Involved in, t- in terms of the coloring and the lettering. Um, but for, aside from those couple of issues, Chunlin's out, the fantastic colorist, and Paul McLaren, who does a great job on the lettering, have all been there uh, from the start. And i and are invested in, and, and it, and it—you know—it's a great creative team, and it—and it shows. And we also like to, you know, like to mix it up with the limited variant covers, so we have different uh, cover artists doing those. Uh, Carlos Villas, who's—I'm never sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, if it's Villas or Villas—but uh, uh, he's done a couple of uh, limited variant covers before, and the latest one featuring Cariba is, is beautiful, with some where she's in this dimension the infinite uh which she uses as a, as a kind of shortcut from wherever she wants to go con- using her bastardized version of magic and can take her wherever she wants to be because in this story she's hired to find someone uh that uh, is going to bring her into the path of geek girl and her too. Hmm.
1: okay some look forward to it. so that'll be, that'll be good stuff so Um, Do you know about how regularly you're planning on putting out a a Geek Girl issue?
0: Uh, Well, it's, you know, it's a tough uh, gig in the indie world, Uh, Mm. but basically this, there's going to be a gap after this because this concludes the the Team Geek Girl arc, Uh, but it will, as I say, lead into the car directly lead into the Carbacini voodoo junkie Hit Woman mini So uh, mm-hmm. while there's the gap for Geek Girl, that gap will be filled by Carbra, which hopefully when people have read this arc, they'll be invested in her as, as much as I am because I absolutely love the character.
1: Yeah, we've talked about her before. (laughs) She's an unusual character, let's just say. I I don't know if we want to go into that again, but uh, she's an interesting, uh, fascinating character. About, I I would say she's about 180 degrees away from Geek Girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you can guess,
0: she's she's very. Aggressive,
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. have you seen uh in the in the team girl arc involved? So going around a supermarket while smoking a cigarette, which is obviously you not going to get frowned on. Uh, and then mm-hmm. she has an altercation with the teller when when she thinks she shortchanged him, and it's all pretty <laughs> nasty. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, she doesn't she doesn't muck about, she uh she means business and uh. So we we haven't established yet who exactly this because what the the trigger for this is that a guy that's dabbling in the cult at the beginning of the series gets shot, uh, but because of his occult abilities, manages to get the bullet out, and uh, he hires Carbra to uh, find the perpetrator. Uh, so mm-hmm. that is what is going to link her up to, uh, mm-hmm. to the girl crew.
1: Okay. Oh, that'll be interesting to see. Are these two going to like each other?
0: You know, it's it's interesting because they are very different characters. And as it stands, mm-hmm. I've written a lot of Carbra because she's appeared in, in like she used to appear in anthology uh, effects, the Halloween issue. She used to appear annually in that. Uh, obviously, I've written Blaine of Geek, but I've never written them together. So, it, you know, it's kind of like hopefully the characters are – grown enough and have enough of a life of their own that might uh, might be surprising uh, when it comes to it to see just how they interact because as it stands there is nothing nothing down on paper yet yeah, everything is uh, building to that
1: mm. Okay so that'll be interesting because I would think these two wouldn't like each other I, I mean think that, that... that
0: as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and the thing is as well we don't really know quite how they're going to connect i mean there's a reveal in one of the the new issues that will you'll be able to work that out from it um but uh until you get to that point as i say it's not like she's hired to kill geek girl or something so we'll we'll, we'll, wait see exactly how their meeting comes to pass
1: See, I actually like it when, uh, like, superheroic or, or non superhero characters don't necessarily like each other or get along. I always find that an interesting thing to see how they work together as they move forward. Obviously, they're going to have, like, a, a common goal, it seems like, and that's going to make them have to interact. And on that along those lines, to see how they do that and how they work together is going to be fun. Well, to me, like, for example, I always think back to the – uh, Superman Batman thing because always before they were great friends and suddenly they weren't and they started to look and see the the comparisons between the two you know uh Superman uh, his parents taught him to you know to be positive and Batman's parents taught him not to do that but uh, but to be different and so w- when to see the two of them kind of bounce off each other. And I think we're going to see, in my opinion, and I don't know what you have in mind, but I would expect we'll see something similar that these two are going to be very, the the way something's going to happen and the way they react to things will be very different. From each other, and that'd be fun to see how they how they move forward with
0: that. Yeah, I mean they are they are they're both coming from very different mentalities. You know, Geek Girl is though she's kind of got a handle on the superhero thing. Now she's you know she's a, a college girl. She's twenty one. Uh, Carver is has been through the, the ringer, uh, and uh, yeah, is it coming from a much darker place?
1: So on, on some levels, they're almost Superman and Batman in, in that way. Yeah, but they
0: don't both have the same mom's name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> see, people didn't like that, but I really liked that. I I, I I remember sitting in the theater and going, that was genius. I never put the two of that together, but some people just really, really hated that. But I don't know it didn't bother me. But anyway, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these two get along and how the, the, the go. Because, you know, the... See, I, I always like to point out the girl, the girls and girl relationships are sort of magical and mystical to me. I don't understand them. I mean, after reading comics for decades, I get guys. I mean, guys can be all over the, the, the map, and guys can be like Superman and Batman, get along if they need to. I, Girls don't necessarily do that. And as such, I'm going to be curious to see how you handle that because, you know, that's going to be so interesting to me. I'll probably learn some things
0: out of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the established relationships with the Ruby K Geek Girl has a, a, you know, a mix like in the, in the, um, the two part art that forms part of the larger Teen Geek Girl artwork, where she, the Mingo, and Summer go to a club and, uh, and Summer and Ruby are reunited with the, the Mean Girl friends, as in not Mean Girl, but the cool kids. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite a fractious relationship, and uh, the reunion is not uh, well. Partly because it's as alcohol fueled as it is. There's a resentment from Ruby that has been underlying because, you know, they basically dropped her as a friend when they thought she was on call, um, not buying the whole superhero thing. And now that Ruby has proven herself uh, as a, you know, as, say, the city in the miniseries, they want to get back in with her. But there's an underlying resentment uh, from Ruby as from what's gone before. And that kind of blows up in this, this club. Uh, quite a. A fun club thing that's again there's a dean patrol influence there it's quite out there uh mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's again uh, fun characters right karen is is kind of the worst of the the clique, and uh is someone i'm interested in exploring more and, and seeing sort of what makes a tick and why she is the way she is
1: mm mm-hmm. So will be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be kind of fun. You know, I I've been meaning to ask you something about Geek Girl. You know, I realize she gets her powers from the glasses, and as such, that's an important thing. Um, I'm just sort of curious as to why she's never like put a mask over them. You know, because in a way, having the glasses is 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 like Daredevil that you can't he can't see through the eye slots, and yet. You know, he still wears those, and I always am like, "Well, why does he do that when he, he's kind of revealing he's blind?" And on some senses, with, with with Geek Girl, not putting a mask over it is kind of saying, "Hey, I, I you know, I don't." Uh, the glasses are are kind of a realistic thing. So I'm just, you know, is is it a Clark Kent kind of a setup? What's the how, why doesn't she put like a, a mask on top of it to kind of better hide her herself so
0: basically she's you know we as as comic fans and as superhero fans are, you know sort of familiar with the lore of of superheroes and how this works ruby has, yeah. has no experience of that so it didn't even occur to her so like and also where she lives uh in acorn ridge in Maine, the two resident superheroes, neither of them wear masks. You know, it's not the case that superheroes always do. So it it never just never occurred to her. Um, and you know there's a lot about what she took on I mean the thing is she kind of fell into it by after mm-hmm. she got these like the big bad uh, the miniseries gets trashes like uh, trashes Neonga, who, who's the first lady of, of superheroes and where they live uh, and mm-hmm. Ruby's kind of forced to step up so everything is, is done with a, a naivety so mm-hmm. some are made of the costume um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: secret identity never impressed the
1: mind. <laughs> That's so interesting because, you know, her family and everything, I just, uh, I, I guess that, that may lead to a future storyline. <laughs> Let's hope she may have to learn things the hard way.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. I
1: don't, I don't know whether you're going to do that or not, but it seems like that would be an interesting story to see her realize
0: that. Yeah, she certainly has. Being learning some hard lessons, but um, yeah, well, we'll we'll see if uh, we'll see if that one becomes a thing. Uh, but the position she's in now as a super team. She's kind of whereas before she was kind of putting herself in a, in a, a big uh, crosshairs over her and her friends because she was at college. Now, as a result of what happened with lightning storm, she was put in a coma. So this mm-hmm. part of the college uh, and in order to retake that is doing a super team gig, which will then fund her doing that. So now she's part uh-huh. of a super team. It's less of a, you know, Peter Parker, Mary, Park Mary Jane situation. But, mm-hmm. you know, she still sees her friends. And as we say, she's not uh, she's not hiding her identity. So we'll see yeah. what, what that amounts
1: to. Well, as you and I have talked about before, she considers this to be like a temporary thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, she fell into it. She landed these glasses on a drunken whim over hearing the guy that invented them talking about them to his, his pal who, who, you know, he was going to use them himself and then, <laughs> then her and her. Her friend Stacy got them drunk and took, took advantage of their libidos to win win the glasses off them in a game of strip poker. So not the most noble of uh, origins, but she's she's grown from that. But yeah, I think that the, the, with the super team thing, it's now things are kind of going to get real a bit. Like we've got what's yeah. going to be coming up, which gets introduced in uh, well towards the end of the arc, uh, is now that they're together as a team, they're going to get trained up to work as a team. Uh, yeah. And another dubious associate of um, Johnny Carlisle, Joe Cyborg, is going to do it uh, with the aid of a repurposed <laughs> sex bot uh, so mm-hmm. the sex bot is intended to like you know, teach them how to fight as a super team, but keeps reverting back to an original program as a sex bot. So, so that's going to throw mm-hmm. a, a quirk in the, uh, in the proceedings there. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so there's, there's lots of good things. Now, there, you mentioned one of the characters that i love to, to ask you about, and that's Summer. I was waiting for this. I, I
0: was waiting for this. Wait.
1: Yeah, uh, you know me. I I want more for her to do because I like her character a lot. And when she was actually Geek Girl, it was interesting to me that she did not even though she was aware of the superhero genre and aware of what it all means, she didn't quite work out as far as being a superhero goes. But, you know, I I always worry she's going to be, you know, like uh, just on the sidelines cheering uh, Geek Girl on. I uh, and I always have want to ask, what, what have you gotten coming for for summer as a character? Has she got something interesting happening? I, I, and of course, I don't expect to get spoiled, but probably just a yes or no will be enough for me.
0: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll see how much I can go into, it. but yeah, there are there are definite plans. So in the at the beginning of the the, the team get go up uh, when Ruby goes to well flies to her HQ to check it out and then Summer goes with her, and Summer is you know she loves you know she came up with the whole geek girl concept. She's a fashion student. She made the Mm -hmm. costume. She's more excited about it than Ruby is. She loves it, her dad's a big comic book geek. So in -hmm. the uh, part of the art where they go to a club, uh, Ruby wants to let downtown to go incognito and it's a fancy dress night. So she goes incognito and lets Summer have a go in in the costume. So Summer filled in briefly for Geek Girl uh, when, Mm -hmm. when Ruby was in a coma. As you said, wasn't so great at it, but still, you know, got a hell of a buzz out of it. So when she gets another go in the powers with the glasses, uh, mm-hmm. so another go in the costume with the glasses that give the power, she loves it. There's a the, the the night they go to this club night is uh, based on. Seinfeld's Festivus uh, so includes the for those that are familiar with that, the, the Feats of Strength is one of Frank Costanza's alternative Christmas traditions. Uh, so summer gets to have a go in the Feats of Strength with the Geek Girl Powers and, and she loves it. So, you know, having not cut it before, and obviously, you know, she was only caretaking it to give back to Ruby, she gets another go and she's she just loves it. And following on from that she gets an idea because one of the uh would-be members of geek Girl's team doesn't make a cut so there's a agency mm. so mm. her mind's going and it's gonna lead her down a dark path so that's mm. something i'm really looking forward to uh exploring and there's a character that, that ties into that called pete the pimp who's in the uh, a, a deluxe edition of Geek Girl 5, and uh, he's introduced him to that, and she's going to be connecting with him and some other characters uh, in an attempt to somehow uh, justify being a part of Geek Girl's team, which obviously one would expect would somehow involve her getting powers of her own.
1: mm. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I got to see that. That's uh, I, I like Summer. She's uh, been one of my favorites. Yeah,
0: she's
1: great. Now, the other character, of course, I've got to ask about is the one that I get the opposite reaction from.
0: <laughs> Pighead?
1: Yes, I, I, am all after. I to this day, I still get grossed out when I think about <laughs> this guy that he's ha- he's got a half human head and a half pig head. Yes, and
0: his, his brain has been fused with a pig's.
1: Ah. Uh, I, it still grosses me out when I think of it to this day. When I, the first time I saw it, I remember going, ugh. But you know, sometimes you see that kind of thing and just, it, it's so bad, you got to watch it. <laughs> it's like an auto accident, you know, when it happens and you just can't take your eyes off it, as horrible as it is. And that's the way with this is, this guy that's got a half pig head and a half human head. Although I don't know, it may be two thirds pig head the way it looks. But I'm just sort of, are we going to see pig head again?
0: That's, that's kind of a Dan as a maybe at the moment. Um, basically, okay. the the first arc of the, the ongoing series, which is collected in Volume 2, uh, he plays a big part in bringing together the, the League of Larsonists, which are a bunch of, well, super-powered Larsonists, effectively, or super tech-powered, at least. Um, so that goes where it goes. And, yeah, I mean... I think pretty much all of the characters that appear in the series at any point, point uh, are ones I'm interested in doing more with. So I've got—he's not in the immediate plans, but uh, we may not—we may not have seen the last of them. And as I say, the, the the thing to get on with him if you want—if <laughs> you want some good pig fused brain action—is the, uh, <laughs> the second volume because there's plenty of pig head, being aggressive with his. Uh, uh well the, the poor guy that, that gets involved in the legal arsonist but isn't really a bad guy and uh mm. yeah it, it, there's a bit of friction there
1: mm. i i just always you know you, you always come up with the most interesting characters uh, it's never just a standard character. There's always something interesting or, or off center going on, and that makes it interesting for me to read. So I, I'm, I'm interested to read that. I, I'll never forget looking at that though. That was that was, <laughs> that, was that was a new experience for me in comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was something good. So, well, what else should we know about um, geek girl and things that are, are are coming to pass? What else would you like us to know?
0: Well, I mean, at the moment, it's it's all about the Kickstarter. So that gives you, if you're already on board, if you're already up to speed, then there's a the two new issues. If you're not up to speed, there's the jump on uh, New Direction trade with the Teen Geek Girl. Uh, if you were going at the beginning, there's you can get on issue one of the miniseries. So that's all, all there, loads of entry points, uh, new rewards being added, as I said. Uh, campaign's going well, looking like it's going to be our potential. I don't want to, you know, jinx it, but potentially going to be our biggest one yet. Having fun with it. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, th- from the point this goes out to the May the 31st, new stuff new stuff coming. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, check it out. Geekgirlcomics.com links you directly to it. That's the easy link.
1: That'd be good. No, there's no hyphen in the website name. But there is one in the name of the character. Yeah. So it,
0: yeah. If you search, I I make girl, that put hyphen in because there was a book called Geek Girl, which is if you're looking for super that that's not going to be it.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> there we go. So, of course, you've got Cappuccini coming. Yes. Uh, out what you're working on. Are there other things you're working on that we should be aware of?
0: No. I mean, I've I've spent. I've you know I've really got into this. I've got big plans. For this, like let's say there's what's going to be happening with Summer, there's what's going to be happening with the, the team, uh, uh, the, the sex bot, uh, and and weird and wonderful villains that uh, some of which have, have already been introduced and some of which uh, are yet to be. So the carbocini uh mini-series really connects from the Geek Girl May series and we'll lead, uh, not the mini series, the Geek Girl on series, connects from the end of that and will lead into when it comes back. So it's you know, it's all part of a big picture and these are two Carver and Geek Girl two characters I'm very invested in and, and interested in developing. So lots of what I wanna do with these. So that that is that is my focus, this this universe that they both form apart. Mm-hmm.
1: So that'll be something good to see. Um uh, once again let's talk about it's the it's described on Kickstarter as geek of course geek hyphen girl jump on TPB which stands for trade paper of course plus new and previous issues and the subhead says superheroes meet mean girls plus weirdness in the geek girl ongoing series and as we're talking, and of course this continues, you got 94 backers and 91% there, and by the time this posts, I'm sure you'll be into the, the stretch goals and good things like that. So, you know, Geek Girl continues to shine, and you keep having a lot of fun with it, obviously, and there's just, <laughs> there's n- I can't guess what kind of things you're going to do, and that's part of the fun of reading the book. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. So, congrats on that, especially for me and experiences, I like to say comics reader, when somebody can do that i always admire that so you know i think that's a wonderful thing
0: yeah i mean stan lee was very very big on, on cliffhangers not necessarily being you know reserved for the end of the issue um and mm-hmm. i like to i like to keep it going on I toes i like to keep it unpredictable i mean like but don't think you know what they what the connection that's going to bring Carver into GIGO's world is, I don't think people will see coming, but it does get uh, revealed towards the end of the, the Team GIGO
1: arc. Very good, very good. Uh, once again, it's going to conclude on Monday, May 31st at 10.46 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time and uh, it's good stuff. Like I said, I've already pledged, so I backed it. So uh, it, it's going to be great stuff to see. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing those things. I remember the days when you used to send me the full issues, and the, now I only get the previews, but that's okay. I'd rather <laughs> die. I, <laughs> well, I,
0: I'm enjoying it. I'm aren't done yet, so they won't <laughs>
1: well, so, so I'll look forward to getting them when they're ready, because I, 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 sometimes I want to be a fan. I don't want necessarily want to know ahead of yeah. time. I'm glad to to do it just like everybody else and be able to to ask my questions later on. But uh, it's geek girl again with a hyphen and you want to make sure that you, you get to Kickstarter. Don't wait, do it now and support Sam so we can keep all these good things, Calvacini and geek girl and other things. Uh, you did the almighty's once. I don't know if that's going to come back, but there's other things that you've done that are very creative and stuff too. So I, I'm interested to see whatever that imagination comes up with. So just keep up the wonderful stuff.
0: Thank you very much. Much and yeah, GeekGirl hyphen. If you said if you're Googling it, but link to the Kickstarter, just straight all one word geekgirlcomics.com.
1: that's it for this episode. Be back next time. I'll have another great interview with an excellent comics creator, something I'm sure you won't want to miss. But until then, keep reading your comics.